This is the Pokedex Radio Podcast, where you can learn to be the very best, like no one ever was. Now, every Pokemon trainer knows that the best place to learn everything about Pokemon is to check their Pokedex. Now, this is where we talk about all things Pokemon from the video game to the anime and more. Learn how to be a Pokemon master at PokedexRadio.com. Hey trainers and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Austin and as usual, as I have with me for the past, like what, seven episodes roughly, Renee? I think it's been seven or so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, been tang along. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely been good. A lot of, uh, lot of positive feedback for, uh, for having you on the show, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, so uh, today is episode 84, so if you'd like to see the show notes after the episode, maybe about 24 to 48 hours, usually I'll post those. You can head over to pokedexradio.com slash 84 to see that. Uh, today we've got a lot, of t- a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, our Lord and Savior Arceus has provided us with tons of stuff. Um, let's see here. Um, what do you want to get started with? <laughs> There's too, way too many things. First thing first, I always forget it's pronounced Arceus. Mm-hmm. I always want to say Arceus. I it's one of the two. I'm pretty sure it's Arceus, pretty, though. No, I'm pretty sure it is Arceus. Like, I've, I've heard it pronounced like that, like, all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always still want to say Arceus. I mean, we can start with the Netflix thing. The Netflix. Netflix. Okay, definitely. All right. Um, Pokemon has been on Netflix for about three months now, and they decided to go ahead and put up Season 2, Season 15, and also the uh, Kyurem versus the Sword of Justice movie. Uh, which is uh, completely awesome. I love the uh, first couple of seasons of Pokemon. I think I stopped roughly season four when I was watching. Will season four be about Johto? I think it was Johto. Yeah, then that's probably where I stopped. I remember like last one of the last episodes I watched was um when Ash lost to the Blaziken in that one tournament, like in the Pokemon League, and I think that was right before um he went to. Yeah, that was way right after before, Johto. That was way after I started. I mean, way after I stopped, because yeah. I I want to say I stopped probably at the beginning of Johto, roughly around the time when he uh went up against Faulkner, um in uh for his uh, first badge, ah, I forgot yeah. that flying badge, whatever it was called. But can I just say it seems like they're going a little bit random with what they're adding. Like I'm fine with you know one and two, um, but <laughs> like, like season fifteen, that seems so random. I, I think what they did was they started at the beginning for all of us, uh, like like old school Pokemon trainers who have been following mm-hmm. the show. And then also a lot of the, the more recent seasons for the, for the, for the younger crowd. And I like, yeah, I like Will's sure. comment in the chat. I stopped after Butterfree was freed. <laughs> like, that yeah, was that like was episode a, a good five or something. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's going to start releasing everything. I'm going to stop. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I, do, I, I just want to put out there though. I do have a new outlook on Ash after watching the, uh, the Charizard episode where he uh, gives Charizard away to the uh, Char Charisidic Valley or something like that. Charrific is Char- something like that. Uh, 
I forgot what what the episode was called, but because it was like Charizard Week or whatever on uh or Charizard Month on the Pokemon TV app, and they all a lot of the um like featured episodes were all about Charizard. I have a totally new outlook on Ash that he really does want to try to be the very best, like no one ever was. He just he tries, but he he's he sucks at trying. I'll give him that. Um, um, yes, it, yeah, it was his Charizard that he ended up giving away, and then it came back eventually. But either way, so season. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think a lot so, of it though is that he realizes at the same time that he wants to be the very best. He realizes he's not the very best, and that's I think part of his decision on when he gave up Charizard. That that is true because uh, he did kind of have a. Uh, like you have to go back and watch the episode to understand really what we're what we're getting at here. But um, during the episode, like I uh, tears fell from my eyes just seeing like what he did uh, and how he did it. He just kind of like pushed Charizard away uh, with, uh, with with trying to with getting him to become a little bit better because even Charizard was trying to become better as well yeah. um, to be the very best. Like he ever, like no Charizard ever was. <laughs> um, by the way, Charizard sucked compared to all the other ones. If you if you actually sit down and watch that episode, either way. Oh yeah, because he's like, well, because you got to remember Charizard in the first place. Like, sure, he was probably Ash's best Pokemon. Yeah, but he didn't listen to Ash, so he really didn't get to train much. True. Yeah, that so, does make a lot of sense. So I mean, that makes sense why he's not as good. Yeah. No. Ah, uh, Hulu Plus has Pokemon in Espanol. Oh, really? For our Spanish listeners. Nice. Thanks, Craig. So. Hulu Plus. Tiene Pokemon en Español. There you go. We do have a Spanish listener. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> we do. I'm sure we do. Um, either way, so that'll be a, that'll be really cool. So Hulu Plus in Spanish, uh, uh, Pokemon uh, on Hulu Plus in Spanish, and now season one, two, 14, and 15 on Netflix, along with like four of the Pokemon movies. I want them to put the old movies on, though. Like I know they did that. Like they just recently did the um, the remake of uh, the first Pokemon movie, the the remastering of it for HD. Really? Um, yeah, that's what it was on Cartoon Network back in January ish. I didn't realize that's what it was. I just thought it was just you know re-airing it. No, no, it was a remastering of the uh, of the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so for uh, for high definition because the standard definition obviously was the four by three. Now it's going to be this. Uh, now it's the sixteen by nine, which I. I, w- I would hope that they uh, also re-release the uh, the DVD as well, but yeah, you never know. So, oh, Poke- money game. They'll they'll uh, they probably will eventually. Speaking of money game, nice segue. Um, Pokemon Origins is also now available on iTunes. Uh, standard definition version is uh, seven ninety six for uh, all four episodes of Pokemon Origins, and for the high definition version, the HD one, you can get it for eleven ninety six as the whole collection. Um, which is really nice because I would love to own Pokemon Origins. Probably not from iTunes because I use, you know, an Android phone, not an iPhone. Yeah. But it, still, to at least own it, and I'm sure there's ways to get it onto an Android phone from um, from iTunes. At least there should be some sort of way to do that. Oh, I thought that would actually make it a link. I guess it doesn't in did, the chat. Oh, in the, oh, in the chat. Oh. What did, what did you put? A Charizard wallpaper in the chat? Yeah. I just... Googled and it's the first thing that came up. Well, it's not the first the first thing, but I liked it. I kind of want to make it my own wallpaper now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been putting a lot of Star Wars stuff everywhere for me. But uh, here, let's see. Uh, let's get into the big news for uh, 
this the past week so far we know pokemon uh pokemon omega ruby and alpha sapphire have been announced that's official hoenn uh, hoenn is definitely confirmed uh the games will be released november 2014 um now a lot of news is coming out for it which i'm extremely excited for remember how we were discussing kyogre and groudon and why they look different Nope. I'm not going to say it's hold you so, but... Well, uh, whatever, okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not mega evolutions, but they are, in, in a way, ancient de-evolutions. Pretty much how they looked like, I guess, either maybe before they started their whole battle thing or, or whatever. Kyogre and Groudon, they have two new forms that are, they're, uh, I guess, through translation, they haven't gotten it right yet. But it's either primal, primeval, or prehistoric forms, um, or kind of a, a regression... Uh, or what they would call also here ancient de-evolution um, might be their original kind of probably even dormant forms before they actually get up to fight each other, Kyogre and Groudon in the uh, in the two games. Like that makes sense to me a lot because um obviously because how many millennia has gone by since like their their original battle when you first see them again in um Ruby and Sapphire isn't like a few thousand years. Good question. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, either way, it makes sense that, you know, over time, obviously, they've cooled <laughs> off. They're relaxed. You're, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, your, link, angry. your link worked, but it crashed Shane's Chrome. Oh, no. <laughs> but definitely, yeah. Um, I would like to see that as possibly like a more dormant form where how they, um, how they, you know, obviously before they decide to start fighting each other and get into that conflict in the games seeing them be that way as more dormant Pokemon once they actually, you know, come out of their shell, if you want to put it that way, and um, start to fight each other. Then they kind of revert back to more of like a, uh, a a fighting kind of form instead of what we're used to from the original Ruby and Sapphire games compared to uh, an ancient de-evolution, you know, using air quotes there. Um, no, but it definitely makes sense when you think about it, like, evolutionary-wise. Like, you'll see... Um, Anytime that you, you see in like science situations where they show like cavemen or Neanderthals and obviously they have a more um, animalistic look. Yeah, that, that is very and true. So that would make sense with these Pokemon as well for them to have a more animalistic, like, animalistic look and then be a little more evolved as time went on. True. So a little bit more news, which I'm super excited about, is Mega Sceptile and Mega Swampert. We knew these were coming because of Mega Blaziken. Mega Blaziken was already a thing, and uh, we kind of figured that Hoenn confirmed back like seven months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Mega, uh, Mega Sceptile is grass and dragon type. Blew my mind when I heard that. And has lightning rod. And has the ability of lightning rod. I don't see how that's that big of a deal for lightning rod, well, but definitely, gra- I mean, I think grass isn't is lightning resistant. lightning rod the one where um, you automatically... I think electric moves electric moves will hit. You. I think electric moves only. Um let's uh we got Google here, don't we? Yeah. But if I remember correctly, it's um if you're like in a double battle or a triple battle or whatever, and someone uses an electric electric move, um it will hit it automatically. Let's see here. Yeah, so I mean that makes sense with a grass type because yeah, grass is half damage. And then obviously it's a dragon as well. So um that's gonna be even less damage. Yeah, for uh let's see here. Um in Pokemon Emerald, trainer, hang on, no, this is outside of battle. Uh, unlike other electric type moves, using, you know, nope, nope, hang on, it doesn't even say what it does. 
In battle, generations three and four, lightning rod forces all single target electric type attacks and thunder wave to strike a Pokemon um, with this ability in double battles, including those used by allies. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So if you, huh. if you use something like thunder, you will still get uh, your um, septile will be hit by the, uh, the thunderbolt attack. Interesting. Yep. There you go. So that's really cool because I isn't, uh, I believe uh, grass type is resistant to electric yeah. moves as well. So that could be something cool. Uh, Mega Swampert as well. Uh, still is water ground, even though water ground was obviously like that. That was like the coolest part for me that it was a water type and it's resistant to electric type moves. It's double resistant to grass, but that doesn't really until matter to gets, me. Yeah, until yeah. he gets hit by a solar beam, then he's... Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's whatever. It's good. But shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it has the ability of Swift Swim, which, which, is, a, which is a good ability for a, for a water-type Pokemon. Uh, yeah, and, and definitely the look for... Um, he actually, now that I'm thinking about it, he reminds me of a Chestnut. A little bit, just like because a he's a lot... Because he's got that like bigger look, that bulkier look. Mm-hmm. I mean... Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it does look like kind of like a... Um, and maybe I'm just looking into it a little bit too much, but kind of like a puffer fish type of thing where it like it puffs itself up kind of like a like a frog that yeah will inhale air. It, I'm just whatever. I the like juggernaut. The, that's a good that's a good name for or, uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, or uh, I like the way uh, Mega Sceptile looks as well. It does definitely look more dragon like. Um, and I like the way its tail looks like a, kind of like a Christmas tree, but. Not as I was going to say more Christmas-y. like a drill, but uh, or a drill that definitely works Christmas too. Tree makes sense. As a grass <laughs> I mean, type. yeah, definitely. I mean, looking at it, it's it's definitely very cool, and I'll have the pictures up on the show notes um, uh, once I go ahead and I post them. And Mega Blaziken, we already know what Mega Blaziken looks like. That is uh, something we've already seen. Something which just looks more agile than normal Blaziken. Mm, yeah, and has like the fire coming off of its wrists and everything like that. One thing, but yeah, it's the end. Then there's Mega Deancey, which um, yeah, that's cool. That kind of came out of nowhere. It is a, uh, a sixth generation Pokemon receiving a Mega Evolution. No other sixth generation Pokemon has a Mega Evolution other than Deancey, at least that we know of for now. I forgot that Deancey's uh, sixth generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that could open the doors to um, other sixth gen having or Gen six having definitely mega the starters. I want to see them having Mega Evolutions. Because to see something like a mega chestnut, like what is it going to do? Just be a tank? Like just have like spikes everywhere. Yeah, it's it's gonna <laughs> it's just gonna be like a ball of spikes and just like rolling around. Like, okay with that? Yeah, I want. I, I, I definitely want to see all of the starters receive mega evolutions. I'm sure we're going to see that with uh, with a remake, and I'm we're we're definitely going to be seeing remakes of the fourth generation too. I'm I know I'm like way Eventually. ahead of myself, but. We're, we're going to see them, and I'm sure they're going to have mega evolutions of those as well. And I'm going to announce the uh, most exciting thing for me about uh, the remake for for uh, Hoenn. Mockbike and Acrobike are back. Yes! I am excited to be popping wheelies. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I love those bikes. Like, the, all, all the other games, it's, it's whatever, you know, it's just a bike. Even with the, uh, even in the Kalos region, they were just bikes. The Mockbike and the Acrobike are definitely much more... Um, much cooler than all of the other ones. Um, Mega evolution item in this game as well is completely different than the other ones before. It was like a, uh, what was it called? The, uh, the, the mega ring, the, the mega ring. Yeah. And now it's called the, uh, the mega bangle, which I had to look it up before the show. I had no idea what the heck a bangle was. 
It's um, just a bracelet. It's just, just a bracelet. bracelet. Whatever. But that's what it is. <laughs> they could have just called it the Mega Bracelet or even just kept But that the, doesn't sound as fancy. The mega Ring sounds fine. I didn't I didn't have a problem with know, that. That sounds kind of plain. Yeah, you, whatever. It's gonna, it's something that's, you know, causing Mega Evolutions. You want it to sound Mega itself. Bangle. Sounds better than Mega Ring. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and um, especially because, at least to me, when I th- thought of a uh, Mega Ring, I thought it was like something on your finger. I never thought of true. it as the bracelet like it, like very, it was in the game. Very true. Um, okay, so we're also seeing some uh, some characters returning. Obviously, Brendan and May, they are having a... Um, hang on, I'm reading the chat here. Sorry. So hang on. So people are on this chat other than Renee and Will as someone who... Okay, so he's just talking to other people in the chat. Okay, um, so... We're seeing characters returning. Brendan and May, they have it. They're being redesigned as well. Um, the thing was, did you ever think Brendan had white hair? I thought, I, honestly, I never thought about it, but like thinking back, yeah, I kind of do think he had white hair. Because I never really looked at it because I was like, oh, okay, so it's just a kid with white hair, whatever. Is it a I, hat? It's a hat. He has brown hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it like kind of on the side of his head. Yeah. Like I, I had seen, I had seen like in, a, I believe it was uh, either in the manga or in, in, um, or in just like like pictures of him, you could see a little bit of hair, you know, every once in a while. And I believe there was an episode with Brendan in it, uh, and he actually takes off his hat. But at least from just from playing the game itself, it looks like he has white hair and he's just wearing a headband. Uh, but no, he is wearing a white hat and he has brown hair. Something um, new. Can I? And actually, something that. We kind of forgot to mention during our our uh, talk of Pokemon being on Netflix. Yeah, and um, Craig just mentioned it. The Pokemon TV app has just added um, well, the app and obviously the website as well. Mm-hmm. They've added the Pokemon Mega Evolution special. At least the first episode isn't. Which is really good, by the way. I watched. Watch before, it already. I, j- I just finished watching it right before I had to restart my computer before the show. Yeah, I, I kept kept meaning to watch it. And I didn't get a chance to, but I I am gonna watch that soon. So it is good. It, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's not oh my god, amazing. It's not as good as Pokemon Origins, but it is oh. good. And it's in the same universe as Ash. If that if that helps, really. Um, at the very beginning, uh, it's um you know, you know how the guy's name is spelled A L A N. It's not Alan. It's Alan. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they mentioned Ash at the very beginning of the episode. Apparently, something was going on with a Garchomp. At uh, Professor Sycamore's lab, I have no idea if that was actually oh, part of the show. Yeah, I actually saw that episode. Um, in I because it, it was when they were first like doing the sneak previews of Pokemon X and Y. Yeah, I like saw I saw one of the episodes or maybe even both. And yeah, there's like this it, there's issue like a Garchomp goes crazy. Okay. What ends up happening in, in case you haven't seen it is um is a uh, Team Rocket and you know their amazing plans as they always have. They put like a collar on the Garchomp to try and like take control of him, and it ends up making him go crazy instead. So that's how the um. Oh, I thought it the way they, the way they put it in the episode in the uh, in the um Mega Evolution episode one special thing. I thought it had Mega evolved. Did like it? they were trying to get it to Mega evolve. At least I only saw the first two episodes, so maybe I don't know if later on it did. Oh no, yeah, but they she had gone ahead and and she just mentioned it. Uh, in passing, oh, there was this kid named Ash who's really cool, and he saved Professor Sycamore's lab from being destroyed by a Garchomp that went crazy. And then that was it. Oh man, that's all. Uh, we mentioned. might need to get some 
Craig says Hulu Plus has episodes one and two of X and Y. Get be able to. Uh, I think they've refresh. had. I think they've had episode one and two of X and Y for a while now. Oh. Um, because oh. I know if you're um, or was that black and white? I don't remember, but either way. So yes, watch the uh, Pokemon Mega Evolution thing. That was something that it's not in the notes. No, I, I I I completely forgot to add it as well. No, because I, I watched it thinking I was going to add it to the notes, but regardless. Yeah, we even talked about it. We were going to talk about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to Brendan and May. I was just looking at the old design for Brendan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old design really makes it look like it's a tear. It does. It really, truly does. And I think they, uh, I think they might have accidentally done that, or it might have been a design flaw or an, uh, an artist flaw. But either way, his hair is brown. That's a thing. Uh, another character coming back as well is Stephen Stone. Which is uh, really interesting that he owns a uh, a Charizard, uh, a, more specifically a Mega Charizard X this uh, this time around, um, and he can Mega evolve because I know before his his main Pokemon was like Metagross. Yeah, Metagross, and, and, and he even gave you one at the end. That's right, he gave you a Beldum like at the end of the game, and now it's uh, now his I guess his signature Pokemon is going to be the uh, the Mega Charizard X. Uh, other characters that are returning are obviously Archie and uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, Archie and Maxi from uh, uh, Team Magma and Team Aqua. And they even have uh, admins now, very similar to how they had it uh, for Team Rocket with, you know, updated names, updated artwork and everything like that. Um, team uh, Team Magma's, uh, uh, so Maxi's admins are both named uh, Tabitha and Courtney, and Team Aqua, so Archie's uh, admins are Matt and Shelly, which I, I like Shelly because it's Team Aqua, like a shell. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Uh, I don't get Matt and I don't get Tabitha or Courtney, but Shelly is actually kind of funny. Um, I believe um, they, in the, in the, um, not, in the not in the anime, but in the manga, they were named, I think one of them was named Shelly as well. Uh, they were, I know they were, I know they're similar from uh, how the manga was. But either way, very interesting stuff. I cannot wait to see these new games. Just seeing from the artwork and just kind of looking at the the small little glimpses that they give you in the Coroco screenshots, yeah, definitely looks interesting. I know we just kind of skimmed over that Mega Deancey bomb drop that we kind of just mentioned before, but you mean, uh, Sailor Deancey, Sailor, yeah. It, it, For anyone that um, I don't get the Sailor Moon reference. <laughs> I, I don't get it too much. Mega Deancey looks a lot like Sailor Moon. And when you see her, you'll you'll understand. To me, it looks like it's a, a little tiny rat with arms wearing a wedding dress. Wow, way to really put it down. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. That's the way it looks like. If you actually look at Mega Deancey, it looks like a little tiny mouse wearing a wedding dress. You know what? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I yeah yeah, but uh, what what Dre says like that makes sense that um. Um, I mean, yeah, it is speculation, but it, I think it's one of those situations where it's safe to assume that he's trying to study Mega Evolutions and, you know, he's running around for Charizard now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And maybe it won't be his main Pokemon, but at least he'll be like one of his. It'll probably like, be his like, um, his like, la- no, probably not his last resort, kind of like how Metagross was, but it's probably just something he's going to just kind of pull out out of nowhere. Yeah. Unless we see a Mega Metagross, that would be interesting. I would love that. I would really love that. And I just looked at like the original um, Brendan and May, mm-hmm. and I feel like the redesigns, they're almost like they did for Black and White and Black and White 2. Like, it's kind of like the same type of 
like it's more of a sporty look that they gave the characters. Definitely. I mean, they definitely took away uh, Brendan's uh, pants there and gave him shorts instead. So yeah, something and, um, interesting. Mace wearing like a tank top instead of like a. I think she was wearing a shirt before, or like a sports yeah. kind of like uh, Under Armour type of vest thing. Yeah, and uh, like, and that's fine. I mean, it makes sense when you, you think about it with these characters. Oh, and definitely, even a, uh, the um, the area that they're in, the the setting that they're in, it's kind of like a beach area. They're on an and they're on a giant island, practically. Exactly. So very, uh, very good with updating all of that stuff there. Uh, let's move on to um, well, let, let yeah, let's let's move on to the fact that. Pokemon just registered uh, a trade the trademark for a new name for a Pokemon game. So we have Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. We're having Omega and Alpha, the beginning and the end. And now they've announced Delta. Well, Emerald. Not announced. They've just trademarked. They've trademarked Delta, Delta Emerald. Emerald. Now, w- Renee, when we had this conversation before, and I was like, beginning and the end, why Delta? Delta, and I didn't think about this from like school. Um, Delta means change. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I guess that's really what's happening between the beginning and the end is change. Yeah, but, but why bring a third game into the mix? Because when we had uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green, they didn't make a third. Yeah, they, but I mean, they might just be and like i was reading on here uh, they might just be saving it just in case they want to use it because i guess when leaf green and fire red they came up came out they also trademarked water blue did they yeah that's what i was reading here and also when uh generation five with black and white they also trademarked trademarked gray i mean they might just be trying to save it for for a future time because they wanted to use it okay and this is where and this is where uh, our conversation moved from the other day as well what if Okay, because they're making these remakes already, okay? So we have already seen the remakes of the first generation, which is Pokemon Red and uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green, because the original two games were Red and Green, at least the original Japanese games. Here in the U.S., we got Red and Blue, and then Yellow was our third. But in Japan, it was Red and Green, Blue was their third, and Yellow was the special Pikachu edition. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't realize they got Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blue was blue was their third version of the game, which is what we got. We got the third version. We didn't get the original game. That's why, if you ever look at the the um the sprites for the original games, look completely weird and a little bit different. They updated the sprites for the uh, the third version, like they do with every Pokemon game. Yeah, um, the original sprites just look completely crazy and weird. But um, so we got Fire Red and Leaf Green. We got Heart Gold and Soul Silver. What if if they remake the games again? Because they're going to have to update it. Fire Red and Leaf Green are obsolete. They're on the Game Boy Advance now. Uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver will soon also be obsolete because they are on the DS, not the 3DS. Um, what just if the regular they, DS. Yeah, just the regular DS. What if they remake them? Maybe not for the 3DS, but for a future console, Pokemon Water Blue, as a third as as a a third generation of the first generation. If you can, if I can put it that way, I could see them doing a it as remake. a. Um, like instead of having the paired games for the future generations, just like when they do remakes, just doing like a singular remake. Mm-hmm. Just because of the fact that um a lot of the time with the paired games, the reason they did them was because you know obviously individual Pokemon, but now with the GTS and things like that, it's not as a uh, prominent. And I feel like they could just do that just on randomly generate which Pokemon are going to be in your game, and you could just trade out to the others. Maybe I don't know. 
No, that doesn't sound like a good idea. I take that all back. Mm-mm. And uh, <laughs> uh, Will in the chat here, he says, uh, for the Pokemon MMO, I will have to discuss that in another episode. I don't like the idea of a Pokemon MMO. And we'll, we'll discuss that in a future time. Um, it sounds interesting. It sounds cool. But I don't think that that would work. Like a, a game with everything in it, I can take, I can deal with that. But an MMO version type of game, I, I don't think that that would really work too well. Personally. Well, I mean, anyone who is listening and plays World of Warcraft or has played World of Warcraft, they actually kind of implemented Pokemon to it. I mean, they have their like little battle pits that you can go around and collect. And yeah. Battle them with other people. And I mean, it, it's kind of an MM, a, a Pokemon MMO. Obviously, it's not the focal point of it, but but it, but it's it, it it's not really the same, and yeah. I don't th- like it, the way Pokemon is. I don't think it would work. But we'll, I'll have to refine my discussion about that. And we'll talk about it in a future episode because right now I, I wasn't prepared for that. So, catch <laughs> <laughs> you off guard. Yeah, you definitely caught me off guard there. But the thing was, uh, and just like reading this Poke Beach article, and something I didn't realize because I don't follow the the Pokemon trading card game very much, uh, was that the term Delta was used back in the third generation of the uh, trading card game as well. Um, they were Pokemon of abnormal types. So, for example, what it shows in the um, in the uh, Poke Beach article, there was a Fire-type Kingdra card, uh, which was known as like either King, uh, Kingdra Delta or a Delta Kingdra, something like that. And there was a, um, an Electric-type Kabutops card. So what the article then asks is, was this something that they had thought of years ago? like 10 years ago or was it something that they just kind of it had to have been just a coincidence that they implemented the same thing and now are calling this third generation of the pokemon game just like the third generation of the trading card game delta and using greek letters conspiracy theory <laughs> but i mean that's just uh i i have a feeling that's completely coincidental and like they're they even they ask could it have been part of the original development of ruby and sapphire like I know now, because they are trying to do remakes of every game, when they made Pokemon Black and White and Black 2 and White 2, they already thought of remakes and the names for those remakes. Either that or they're in plans for those already. And the same huh. thing with X and Y. Like I know that there's going to be a remake of those in the future. What, what type of uh, naming scheme they're going to use for them, I don't know. Definitely something to think about. And look forward to. Yeah, that as well. actually sounds really. Yeah, because I I can't imagine how um, for Diamond and Pearl what they would do. Well, that would be um. It's not going to be X X and Y Y. Will no, <laughs> they're not going to go like that obvious with it. Double X and double Y. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like if for if they do one for Diamond and Pearl, um, it'll probably end up being like something space and time related, like Galactic Diamond or I don't remember which one was the. Which one was which? Which uh, Palkia was the Dialga was space and Palkia was time. No, Dialga was oh. time. Palkia was space. Okay, I yeah. Don't remember. E- either way, for for the whole idea of space and time, because they did that with the mystery dungeon games. They used um, uh, I can't think of the names right now. I've I had the mystery dungeon games. I just never have never played them, so I don't know the names off the top of my head. Uh, but they did space and time with the mystery dungeon games as well. So maybe we might be seeing a uh, explorers of time and explorers of space, or is that explorers of sky? I don't know, but uh... it was explorers of sky. But there is also a space and time game as well uh, that that came out around around the time of um, the fourth generation. 
Either way, tons of stuff coming out for Pokemon um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. We'll we'll keep Galactic you guys posted. Diamond Temporal Pearl. No. Look, look at this guy making up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's definitely very good. And if if that comes to light, I will love to see remakes of the uh, the Sinnoh region because I loved the Sinnoh region. I like the idea that you can own a house and be your own person and have adult responsibilities. That was Did cool. Did you seriously do that? I never played Diamond and Pearl. It's it's in Platinum. I think it's only in Platinum. Oh. Like once you beat the Elite Four and everything. And, uh, you there, get a house? There's like an area up, I believe, past I, – I think they it was still just Route 24 and 25. I don't remember the uh, the uh, the numbering scheme for the routes there or the routes mm-hmm. there. Um, you did own a house and you had like your own little like patch of like land that you could plant so you berries. Were like you were like 11 plant... years old and you owned a house? Yes. Interesting. It's the Pokemon world. <laughs> I mean, uh, but the also, um, when you really come to think about it, secret bases were, were Secret houses. bases were like owning your own house. But even in uh, Gold and Silver, when, when they really started that whole idea of having your own little area, it was in your room. Yeah. But it was that's cool. Either way, moving on to a bunch of new stuff. We've been talking about Super Smash Brothers a lot recently. They announced very stealthily um, that they'll be uh, having a GameCube controller adapter for the Wii U. So those of you who, heals, who still have your GameCube atro- uh, controllers, don't throw those away. Don't get rid Why of them. you throw them away in the first place? That's I don't a know. terrible idea. Why are you putting this thought into people's minds? <laughs> Just in case they were thinking about doing it. <laughs> let, let me go to GameStop and turn in my GameCube and buy a Wii U. Don't do that. Or at least don't, put, don't give away the controllers. Because this adapter will allow you to play Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U on uh, using the GameCube controller. Which is amazing because the controller for the Wii U, I mean for the, for the GameCube, was a lot easier to use when playing Super Smash Brothers to begin with. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I definitely look forward to that. I don't look forward to the fact that I need to find a GameCube controller now. Oh, right. I you did mention you no had no idea where mine are. Yeah, I have, um, I have an old controller. I think I have two. I have the wireless one because I really the wanted Wave a wireless Bird. one. The WaveBird, yes. That was like the first like really good wireless controller, if I remember. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was very useful. I liked that thing. I was able to you know sit across the room instead of sitting right in front of the TV. But that, I think this is going to be definitely going to give options to actually playing this game and and even uh shane on the chat says it's the most comfortable controller hands down it definitely is yeah i i enjoy like i love all of nintendo's controllers the way they have them. obviously i don't have the wii u yet i i was messing around with the wii u at at um best buy yeah at best buy today and i don't know the gamepad just feels weird it, it might just be me and just i'm not used to it but then again at the first when first playing with a wiimote Mm-hmm. That felt weird too, but now it's like I I really like this actually. Yeah, the the Wii the Wii mote was was it did take a lot of getting used to in, in all seriousness. Like after playing some of the games at for a, a little while, I got used to it. But the idea of the whole motion control things and it's like a sword, but it's not really, and it's really weird. But um, he still has his gold edition controller for the N sixty four. Says Craig over here. This oh guy. wow. Jeez, I know they did. They did also a gold version of the uh, the Wii. Was it the Wii? I think it was the GameCube as well. The Wiimote for um Gold for Skyward Sword. No, it was for Gold. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the uh, classic controller. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh yeah, it was the classic controller. That's right. 
Yeah, and that controller sucked. I hated that controller with a passion. I have two of them. I don't like either of them. They're the same thing, but I, I don't like it. The, 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 yeah, yeah they, they weren't. I mean, in some ways, they are more comfortable, especially because um, some of the old games, the virtual console games, you obviously need a controller like that. But if you have a GameCube controller, you can just use that. Yeah, I mean, it was a little At different. At least on the Wii. I don't know about the Wii U. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure about the Wii U either. But we'll hopefully find out soon because I know I, I'm I'm probably going to try to buy one next weekend after payday. But I might have one before the end of the weekend. Nice. Probably by the end of the night. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's see here. Um, that just made you feel more relaxed while playing. Yeah, Shane says with the Wii, he loved being able to uh, to stretch his arms while playing. Just made you feel more relaxed while playing. De- yeah, uh, yeah, with the Wii mode did. and the yeah. nunchuck connected. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to like sit there with your arms in your hand, like I like the uh, T Rex. T Rex. Didn't they have a uh, a wireless version of the uh, of the nunchuck and the uh, and the Wii mode as well? I did not know that. I, I um, believe it was like a third party deal, mm, and both it, it, it was like a wireless thing. I want to say that that was a thing. If it was, it was definitely a third party thing, but let's move on. We've also been talking about a lot of the, uh, the NFC figurines and things like that. And it's actually a a, a topic suggested, uh, by our good friend, Shane, um, guy that we work with and he's listening to the show right now as well. Um, something interesting he had sent me, it was an, uh, an article from polygon, uh, dot com. Uh, the article is titled Nintendo Reveals NFC Nintendo Figurine Platform for the Wii U and the 3DS. And essentially what the article kind of talks about is the fact that you can um, <laughs> you can uh, use these little uh, Nintendo figurines, uh, which are similar to that Skylanders thing and what, they're go- what they did for the uh, Nintendo, uh, not for Nintendo, for the uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Rumble. Rumble Arena. Yeah. Po- Rumble U. Rumble U, yeah. Um, where you can have this little, and what they might be doing for the for Super Smash Brothers Wii as well, Wii U, sorry, as well. Uh, you have the little figurine, and you can kind of put your character into the game if you have it, and things like that. And that's what they did for uh, Rumble um, Rumble for the Wii U. Was you have your, let's say, Pikachu. You don't have Pikachu in the game, but you can go ahead and tap it near the uh, uh, the uh, the gamepad, and bam! Now you have Pikachu in your game. So what this the idea of this is kind of talking about is a, a different type of, I guess, game save. And, and this is what kind of confused me because I was looking at the picture, kind of read the article. Um, you might be able to save your game onto the little Nintendo character, that little figurine, and bring it across different games. So let's say you have Mario in the next Super Mario video game and you're able to get all these power-ups and everything and then bring that over to, let's say, a Super Smash Brothers game and your Mario character there also has all those extra power-ups and can be a little bit stronger and everything because of all the power-ups in the previous game. Well, that kind of well, they kind of did this with the Wii mode in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember, but um, you can obviously make your Miis, but you could also, like, put the means in the actual Wii mode. Right. And if you went to someone else's Wii, you could use your Wii there as well. It didn't have to be your own um your, Yeah, your, yeah. Your own you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can Sorry, use you can Wii t- is just confusing yeah. me so much right <laughs> you, now. You can take your me. I mean that's kind of the same concept here. I mean it's your personalized personalized um in this case figurine mm-hmm. like Mario that you're able to customize and power up and whatever and then take him to all those different games. Now I don't see how this is Obviously, at least I'd assume it'd be the first-party games would be doing it. More than likely just first-party games. 
I mean, your Metroids, your uh, Donkey Kongs, all those. Yeah. But I'd like to see, and I hopefully they would expand and do it to third-party games as well. Although it would be weird seeing uh, Mario in like an Assassin's Creed. Yeah, no, it's not going to be anything crazy like that. What it m- might be is like uh, uh, even bringing over like um, if you have this character from this specific game, then you can uh, you know upgrade this other character from this game. You know, like. Uh, how do they have it? Like with the um, with the with the Mies on the 3DS. If you have, let's say, a Legend of Zelda game, now you can have Link's hat on your Mii. Stuff like that. You know something as well. Um, because I remember back in older games. Um, and this is for um some of our older viewers. They'll or listeners. listeners. They'll remember when you when we used to have memory cards. Obviously, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> but when you'd play a game, if uh, it read that you have a save file from whatever game um i think f-zero was one that did this or no it wasn't f-zero it was like galaxy yeah super mario galaxy it had something where if it read that you had a uh, save for f-zero or something Mm -hmm. you got like a special item in game that you could use so i mean that's kind of i feel like what's going on here um at least if it was like a third party game like they could do if you have um pikachu like you mentioned earlier if you have that you bring it to the nfp um, you get maybe like a lightning power up that you wouldn't usually get for your character. That would be interesting. And one thing I actually was thinking of while you were saying that, uh, with something like the PlayStation three, I used to play a lot of call of duty, modern warfare two with, uh, with some old high school friends. And what I used to do is put my, uh, you know, my character, my, you know, cause I, I was at, you know, the highest level you can get in that game, which is like level 70 or whatever, all of my guns, all of my, uh, uh, perks and, 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 power-ups or whatever you have in that game uh perks um you have that saved on like an offline profile as well you come you 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 go ahead you take that on a uh, flash drive to your friend's game to your friend's house you can use your profile then there on his modern warfare game you know or her modern warfare game have you ever done that before Uh, no but but i do understand the concept because i think you take the save state from the game i think they did that with brawl somewhat like if you're using your own wemo to kind of save your i don't not 100 sure because we talked about the whole sticker idea before and i never really looked it up yeah and it was in brawl i mean it was i think it was only for the single player or at least not when you're doing multiplayer stuff mm-hmm. um yeah you just put the stickers on the bottom of the trophy for that character and they would have like increased um what was it the, they had like an increased smash stamina, power or, yeah or um quicker uh, running speed running i can't think of the recovery time there we go and i mean that would affect your actual character when you're actually playing with them so i feel that maybe that's be something something they can do with these either way it's it's all just speculation because like we don't know what they're going to do with this and even the article is very um very vague about how they're going to actually use it um they said uh uh, at least part of the article here, the figurine can read and write game data across many titles, enabling enabling players to custom, quote unquote, cost, uh, customize your NFP to raise or train your own Nintendo characters. Like it had, it has to be across, you know, obviously first party games like we mentioned, but it's not going to be like bringing, like you said, Link into a Pokemon game or bringing, you know, Mario into a Legend of Zelda game or anything like that. It's probably just going to be, um, you know, from Mario game to Mario game or Legend of Zelda game to Legend of Zelda game. It's very gimmicky, and that's the way Nintendo is. They try to do new things, 
sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This might be something that actually works because if it's uh, your own character, very similar to how Pokemon is doing with their uh, Pokemon bank, you're able to keep your characters for life practically now. Yeah. What if it's something like that? Wouldn't that be interesting? But it's definitely, I, I do like the concept of it. Um, I just don't know how it's going to work in applications that. Only time will tell. Exactly. Either way, moving on now. Um, E3. It's right around the corner. It's in three days. So definitely something interesting. Uh, a lot of rumors flying around. Um, I got an e- the whole, you know, email from Nintendo thing. Um, Hang on, moving to the chat real quickly. Um, our our friend Shane is saying, "I've never played Pokemon, but I think it would be interesting if you could take your favorite Pokemon from the previous game and use them as your starter in the next game with bonus stats to start with." Um, you can kind of already do that. Bring bring your Pokemon across generations through uh, what's called Pal Park. Um, I don't know if it's called Pal Park still, but um, let's say with. You could do it starting in Generation 3. So Generation 3 were the Game Boy Advance games. You can then migrate those Pokemon up to Generation 4 games, which is Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, uh, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver. Then from those games, you can then migrate them up further to the um, fifth generation games, which is Black, White, Black 2, and White 2. And then you can then transfer them up again further. You have to you know, be so far in the game, things like that in order yeah. to be able to do this, but then to Pokemon X and Y, and now you can upload them to pretty much what is like the cloud, uh, into uh, Nintendo servers. You pay $5 a year for their service. It's very cheap. Um, and pretty much have your Pokemon saved in the cloud for forever. So when the next generation comes around, you don't have to do that migration process, which takes forever to do. Um, <laughs> especially with the, the, the earlier games, because you can only transfer six Pokemon per 24-hour period, which really sucks. But now your Pokemon are pretty much with you for forever. Um, I believe it was the actress, the, uh, the voice actress who plays Pikachu, had even mentioned um, in a video like a year ago when they first kind of announced Pokemon Bank was, you know, I would love for my grandkids to play with the Pokemon that I raised myself, which is really creepy. Not creepy, but like really like an like you wouldn't think that. But it's interesting. And it'll be it'll it'll be something else. <laughs> um, but I think one issue though, although that would be nice, like if you could just start with like a maxed out max EV, um like six EV Pokemon as your starter. That would be you mean IVs, maxed out six IV Pokemon. That would be cool. Sorry, I mean yeah, Ivy. <laughs> yeah, that would I mean, there's always that possibility. I mean, because it, it is. It, you, I don't know what what the uh, the ratio chance of it may be, the percentage of chance it may be, but still, that's there's always that possibility of getting a, a maxed out IV Pokemon as your starter. I mean, you can catch them in the wild. You don't have to. Oops, you don't have to breed uh, your Pokemon in order to do that. There is that it makes it much easier. Very, yeah, chance yeah. of it happening. Yeah, but that slim, slim chance of it happening in uh, uh getting the Pokemon either through um. Through, through an in-game event like your starter Pokemon or an in-game trade or a Pokemon that's given to you, slim to none. But very cool. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, they, they can do so much stuff. They can do so many things that uh, hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on to E3 now. This was an article given to me by Dre. Um, uh, there's a 
article from nintendonews.com talking about uh, rumors, uh, predictions, and news from E3. I mean, obviously, E3 won't start for a couple of days. We're broadcasting this on June 7th. E3 starts on the uh, the 9th. I think it's the, the E3 itself starts on the 10th, but 9th is um, Ubisoft, Microsoft, and PlayStation are having their uh, conferences that day. I think there's another one that I might be forgetting in. Uh, Will or Shane would might be able to um, elaborate I know, on that. I, I know Shane's definitely going to know what's going on on Monday, just yeah. because. Uh, and EA, he says as well for Monday. Yeah, EA is the other one. Exactly. That's the one I was thinking. But either, but um yeah, and but the official E3 start is on Tuesday. Is on Tuesday. Okay, so and that's when Nintendo is doing there. And they're doing something different. I had the email that it, that they mentioned it like join us for this and this and that. So. I don't know, but we'll see what uh, we'll let's go. Let's go over some rumors for for E3. They're talking about Luigi's Mansion for the Wii U, at least in this article. And that would be I mean, it, it's possible. I mean, they already did the Wind Waker HD. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it would make sense if they did. But what I'd like to see if they did do Luigi's Mansion, I would hope for them to make the Luigi's sequel? Mansion and the sequel in one. Ooh, that would be interesting. Cause I they, mean, I don't know if they could, but it, I'd like to see it. That that would that would actually be very interesting to see. I would like them to do something like that. I would wish they would do that for like other games, like especially stuff like Legend of Zelda. I know they came out with that huge package of like Zelda games. I believe it was for the GameCube. It was like Zelda. yeah, the the Legend. No, it wasn't Legend. Legend. Uh, I don't know what what it. It was like some sort of like collector's edition thing. It came with Zelda One, Two, um, A Link to the Past. Uh, all Ocarina the, of Time, Ocarina Majora's of, Mask, and Ocarina of Time Master Quest, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it was just all of them in in one, like a one disc. It was very cool. Uh, but there are some rumors here. The GameCube games might uh, they're they're thinking that the GameCube games might come to the Wii U Virtual Console. That would be optimal. I mean that that would be something we would they would need to do in order to keep uh, those games relevant. Um, they did that for the Wii U. Uh, where they went ahead and they brought a bunch of the NES, Super Nintendo, and even Nintendo 64 games uh, to the Virtual Console. They did the same thing with the 3DS, uh, bringing in uh, some Game Boy Advance games as well, like, um, uh, no, I'm sorry, Game Boy games with uh, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Seasons, which I thought was very cool that they did that. Um, they, Ooh, Super Nintendo games coming to 3DS would be nice, and yeah. I just saw that as a rumor on there. Yeah, yeah. Again, just a rumor uh, for Super Nintendo games coming. I would, I would like to see, like, uh, you know, like the original Mario Kart game come to the 3DS Virtual Console because I loved the uh, Super Nintendo Mario Kart game. Yeah, it was, it was a, uh, was a good one. Something that I get is really exciting for me, and I know Shane and um, Will will probably appreciate this. There's rumors as well of Minecraft Wii U coming out. I would like that. I would really enjoy that. I much preferred the PC version over the console version. Like I really did. Like I, I've played around with like the mobile version of Minecraft. I've played around with the Xbox 360 version of Minecraft, and it's just not the same. No, I will agree that. I mean, it, it is, it is limited, and that's just because of um, obviously the PC has just been around longer. The PC version, I mean, right. Um, but it's still, I do enjoy playing it on console. I don't know. It's just something about it that just feels feels right playing it on console i, I don't know really? it's been that, that way for me because uh, definitely the mobile version is 
atrocious. Like I cannot just I cannot do that one. Plus on the PC version you can do mods and stuff like that, but I'm not that big of a Minecraft player anymore. But as far as some more rumors, uh things that are going around about Pokemon, um about Pokemon Art Academy, I believe you even mentioned um before the show that they have a an English version of the Pokemon Art Academy trailer. Yeah, which we'll uh, be including with the, well, you'll be including in the show notes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, so they're saying that that might even come out this October for uh, North America and Europe and obviously Australia. Um, Pokemon Fighters will possibly be scheduled for a 2015 release and will be using their near field communication thing platform. Mm-hmm. So that would be very cool to see. I still want to see what the heck Pokemon Fighters is all about. If it were to be something like a um, uh, the Dynasty Warriors uh, Legend of Zelda crossover, that would be very cool. But if it's like a uh, kind of like a Soul Calibur Tekken type game, that's fine too. I would prefer the whole you know running around as a Pokemon, just you know using flamethrower on everything. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, continuing what we were mentioning about the conferences on Monday, yeah, Shane has just posted um Microsoft, and these are all in Pacific time, yeah, so. Translate to your own time zone for everyone who's listening. Microsoft on Monday is at 9 a.m. Uh, EA conference at 11.30 a.m. Ubisoft at 2.30 p.m. Sony at 5.30 p.m. All those are Monday. And then Nintendo's is 8.30 a.m. Tuesday. And um, again, all those in Pacific time. Okay, so yeah, so those will be interesting to watch. I'll probably have to just kind of keep an eye on it online while I'm at work. Um, <laughs> but... uh. Uh, going along with some more rumors that have been going on um, about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they're saying that um, obviously these are just rumors. They're saying that Street Pass might be, be uh, might be able to be used uh, to trade Pokemon and items, which would be very interesting um, to to see. Just being able to kind of like a Wonder Trade thing, but more local. Hmm. That would be cool to see. Uh, trainers can even make copies of their current team and trade them. I don't know how that would work because if you're giving your team away yeah and you still keep your copy that's like copying the pokemon which if i remember correctly is like not cool because you know (laughs) because i did that a lot in emerald and i'll I'll be honest i did it a lot in emerald um i I did it in gold in gold yeah emerald was so much easier because you were able to go into the to the pc and like save the game and while it's saving turn it off or something like that yeah same thing in gold yeah i had so many deoxys but Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think I had like a, maybe like a box full, but I didn't do that many. But but still, I wouldn't see that actually coming to light. Uh, apparently, secret bases become special secret pass headquarters for players. I would that would be cool, but I wouldn't. I would say, why not? Do you use, just use Street Pass when you're in your secret base or not? Well, see, but it makes the most sense for sharing secret bases. Or that, yeah, you can be able to share I- your secret base with. Uh, with the street pass that would be cool too yeah and i think that might be what they're trying to imply here because that's exactly well kind of what went happened with the secret bases when you trade it with someone you automatically got their secret base Mm -hmm. and you also got any secret bases that they already had with them from other people oh you could yeah when you did the um i don't remember what the option was but it was like mix everything up when you went into the room yeah and you got every secret base that they had appeared in your game oh that was interesting 
Yeah, because I remember I had like all these random people. I'm like, I've not met a single one of these people. Okay, but yeah, I'm okay with it because I could trade my Pokemon off them. Yeah, yeah, no, because the thing was, I only ever played Pokemon with myself, so I knew I didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> so I didn't okay. know. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I was a lonely Pokemon trainer, but better than Ash, though. Yeah, that's oh. true. Much better than Ash. <laughs> but uh, apparently, Trick House and the contests make a return. I forgot about the Trick House completely. The Trick House was really cool. I remember that. I don't remember the trick house. I uh, remember the contest because I love the contest. The contests are very cool. So th- those are definitely, um, those hopefully will be making a return. Um, I had read somewhere that, um, what's the new thing in Pokemon X and Y? Uh, Pokemon and me also might make a uh, return as well. Pokemon and me. Um, yeah. Uh, to replace berry blending because the berry blending thing that didn't keep going. They kind of did that with Poffins, but it was a little bit different and you had to like stir the Poffins. You didn't play diamond and pearl did you no but i remember like uh talks of that yeah you were you had to like stir them and you were like cooking them and if you didn't stir well enough you would burn the pot and stuff like that it was really funny um but also mega uh these are also continuing with the rumors mega groudon mega kyogre mega shift tree uh mega swampert latios latias mega septile and mega ludicolo um they think might be revealed in new video footage um, I would love to see a Mega Ludicolo. I really would. That would be awesome. Like L- L- Ludicolo is probably one of my favorite third generation Pokemon. We are obviously going to be seeing Swampert, um, Latios, Latios, uh, Latios, Latias, and Sceptile. Um, the Mega versions of Kyogre and Groudon we already mentioned at the beginning of the show being yeah, like the evolution, de- de-evolved forms of them more. Um, prehistoric there you go that's the word i was trying to think of primal uh, primal versions of them shift tree would be cool i would like to see a mega shift tree as well uh let's see here and apparently um possibly even an exclusive friend safari that will allow trainers to get pokemon from pokemon x and y i don't like that idea because that is the pal park yeah then what like what was the whole point of the pokemon bank if they're going to just add another pal park that was one thing i had a problem with when i read that Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening because I feel like, to be completely honest, they don't necessarily need pal parks anymore. Not at all. Especially, like I said, with with the Pokemon Bank, you're putting them up in a server. All your Pokemon up in a server. What's the point of being? I mean, because you're that's the whole point of it. You're paying for the service five dollars a year, unless you get the thirty day free trial thing and get your Celebi, and that's it, and you're done. Is that still if, ongoing? Yeah, until September. Remember, we looked it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, September 14th, I believe, is the last day they do that. Or September 30th, 2014, one of the two. Either way, if you haven't done it, get it. I, I still haven't done it, so I need to do it too. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that would make the Pokemon Bank pointless, I feel, if they're just going to keep a Pal Park type situation going on with the Omega Ruby and Sapphire games and Pokemon X and Y. They're going to be 3DS games anyways. So why do the whole transferring thing? Yeah. Either way, moving um, on. Um, oh, you were saying something? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm just reading, keep bringing down um, Super Smash Brothers talk. Rumors that it might be a November 2014 release, which makes sense because I definitely see Super Smash Brothers being a... Uh, a, a holiday release. Exactly. Yeah, because that, that would make you know that would make it. Obviously, I mean, if you look at already the uh, 
Mario Kart 8. 8. Yeah. That's I mean, what as I, I was mentioning um, yeah. to Austin before the show started, I was actually going to go get a Wii U and a, a Mario Kart uh, 8 bundle before I came, you know, before the show today, but it was sold out at Best Buy. So obviously they're actually uh, they're doing something right right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I want to get that bundle as well because I want Mario Kart 8, obviously. I want the Wii U and I want the controller because I don't have the updated controller for the Wii. Like I, I, I still have the original controller that can only do the uh, X, Y, and Z motions, not the whole full. Oh yeah, you know range of motion that the new Wii, the newer Wii U controller, the newer Wii controller, Wii can Motion do. Plus, Wii Motion Plus, yeah. Uh, and then they started making the controllers that had them already built in. Built in, mm-hmm. yeah. I have, I have two of each. Oh really? Two of the original and two of the plus. Nice. Of the built-in, but um. Obviously, you know that with Super Smash Brothers, either with Super Smash Brothers itself is going to sell really well, or even more Wii U consoles are going to sell. Yeah, if they if they were even to make a bundle with that as well, that would just sell Wii's off the shelf. Wii U's exactly. off the shelf. They're doing it with Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart Eight, I would say, they're both extremely popular games, but I would have to say Smash Brothers is a more popular game. I think. I, I would have to just kind of throw that out there as my the personal opinion. I would say it's more popular is because only one per console generation comes out. That is true. Uh, no, that, same... that would be the one reason I would say that it, it is more popular. But at the same time, I, I, they're pretty even. No, the same thing with the with oh, well, per home console generation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now we have it for the 3DS as well. We're going to be seeing that sometime um, this summer. But still technically counted in the same yeah. generation. Yeah. So other predictions, um, uh, NFC titles will be previewed for the Wii U um, and the whole gamepad thing. Uh, possible uh, new Zelda title could be announced. Uh, what I really want to see is a uh, remake of Majora's Mask for the 3DS because I thought that was a thing, but apparently it wasn't. I was planning on buying it, and they never actually made that. So uh, I'd that. like them to make some mention towards a zelda wii u title not a remake like an actual oh no like a new title like yeah because i remember when they first announced the um the wii u they had they they showed footage of what it would look like on the wii u and mm. it looked gorgeous yeah because I, st- I still haven't even gotten skyward sword yet and that's only for the wii yeah so i'm that's surprised they haven't wii u at all no i believe skyward sword is for the i'm not sure actually let me uh yeah i think it was only wii but either way, um, I, I want to see something that's that's definitely a Wii U that's developed on the Wii U for the Wii U, right? Because um, even when you think back, yeah, with, for uh, Twilight Princess for Wii, that was really developed for GameCube, but it got ported to the Wii, right? And it definitely helped sell Wii consoles, and they completely sold off the shelf because of the of the Zelda game. Because I know that game was. Like you said, it was originally meant for the for the GameCube, and they kept. I think they held off on that game for like two or three years. I was mm. standing in line with a guy. I remember when I was standing in line for the Wii when it was released, uh, and the guy had mentioned, "Yeah, I've been waiting for uh, Twilight Princess for about three years. I've had this pre-order. I've had this game pre-ordered for years now." I was like, "Wow!" Completely Sounds blew like my mind. With Destiny, I have no idea what game that is. Oh, it's a new game made by Bungie. The Halo people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that game. Okay. It, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's definitely... Uh, I want to see something, a Zelda, an actual Zelda game for Wii U. Also, um, I'm excited for Bayonetta 2. I don't know if many people have played that from the same uh, no Platinum idea. Studios that did 
Devil May Cry. You know, kind of those hack and slash games. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And um, it's, no it's a fun game, and I'm, I'm excited. And it's supposed to be exclusive for the Wii U, so that'll be interesting. Wait, what uh, what did else I say? Is there? I just said something, and apparently I made Will mad. That you I... didn't know about Destiny, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, when I said <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I liked Halo. I have no idea what else Bungie does. And so. Mario Party Wii U, that's something else that I'm expecting to be um a big one, a big one because uh, <laughs> not a big a certain Mario someone Party. is a huge fan of Mario Party. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mario Party at all. <gasps> didn't like Star him. Fox. That's another one. Star Fox. I would love to see that because I know they uh, didn't they uh, make a Star Fox 64 for the 3DS. They like they yeah. ported that over as well. Yeah, they did. Another game like I had one never of those played. Launch titles. Yeah, another game I had never played back in the day. And one last thing that I highly doubt is going to make any is going to happen. Uh, uh, Metroid. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I I loved um, Metroid Prime, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and it was it was a great game. I love Metroid Prime, but I highly doubt that they would um that they're going to announce it. But then again, I could be wrong. We don't know. Nintendo is known for throwing curveballs. True. I mean, the the Wii itself was a huge curveball. The Wii U has been really a curveball a potential like curveball <laughs> <laughs> but still a, a lot of different things coming from nintendo interesting things to see over the next week um lastly here let's just go over what is actually official for e3 over the next coming over the upcoming days here um uh let's see here um over the past couple of months actually uh in april they announced that um uh, in April, they announced that uh, they'll be having uh, Nintendo has announced that they'll be having a uh, a four part series. Um, let's see here. Let me just read this. A four part series jam packed with fun filled and exciting news will be de- delivered to fans under their single title of play Nintendo. The Nintendo digital event, uh, Nintendo Treehouse live at E3, uh, a Super Smash Brothers Invitational and a Super Smash Brothers uh, Smash Fest at Best Buy are the pieces of the puzzle that fans will be able to enjoy either digitally or in person that, uh, the Nintendo Treehouse thing is what I saw in the email. I had kind of no idea what that was. I'm assuming it was just kind of like a, um, what they did last year with their, uh, Nintendo direct with the developer. Yeah. That was more of like, yeah, the developers conference that they had last year. Like they didn't really do anything. They just kind of talked about stuff and talked about the games that we had already known about. Oh, looks like they have two. And sorry, you're gonna be reading that eventually. Yeah, but uh, they plan two developer discussions. They have two of them scheduled already uh, for, during E3. One hosted by, and I'm gonna mispronounce it, Masahiro Sakurai for Sma- Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. and the other for a brand new Nintendo 3DS title. But what is it? Sorry, that's what dun, I said. Dun, dun. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows? That was back in May 16th, so we already knew about. Um... Uh, did we know about uh, Omega Sapphire and uh, Ruby, whatever, uh, uh, back on the 16th of May? Wow. Wait, uh, yeah, sorry. forget about it. Right? <laughs> did we already know about those? Omega, on, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. Did, did we already know about those on May 16th? Um, yeah. Because okay. it had been, um, it was beginning of May, I think, if I remember correctly, was the news for. Was the news for that? Yeah. Right. Because, okay, yeah. So we already knew about that. So May 16th-ish would have been a little bit later. We already know about Super Smash Brothers for the for the 3DS. We already know about um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. 
what could be announced, what could be new. I have no idea. It has to be something mind-blowing. Not mind-blowing, but at least interesting and different. I feel like a misspelled title when I was trying to correct Shane. Misspelling title. <laughs> but um, maybe a Majora's Mask 3DS. I would like to see that. Um, they, they have to do something that's going to bring the nostalgia back. They just have to. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. No, they, they have to do something. Um, apparently, they're also having like a Super Smash Brothers Invitational where they're going to be playing Super Smash Brothers there at E3. Whatever. That doesn't interest me at all. I, I'm going to play Super Smash Brothers when it comes out. I don't like, I'm not going to in, have enjoyment of watching other people play the game. You know, like if I want a cookie, I'm going to eat a cookie. I'm not going to sit there and watch a person eat a cookie. That I don't know. I mean, sense. I obviously, I, I'm a fan of watching Let's Plays and things on YouTube. Yeah. And so it, I feel like it will get, get me excited. And there's plenty of people, obviously, who will be sitting here and uh, watching these these people play. Right. Because yeah. sometimes that was the most exciting thing when you were um when you were playing with your friends back in the day, like when you got knocked out, you ran out of lives or, or whatever. You would sit there and watch the that lead- person. Yeah, exactly. That was always exciting. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm definitely going to keep a close eye to see what's going on over the next week. And we're going to talk about it in the next episode. So definitely a lot of cool stuff going on. So just real quickly, before we get into the next part of the show, uh, just a quick announcement um, from, which is going to be a quick announcement from uh, Grim and M about his uh, Nuzlocke challenge thing. But just real quickly, if you like the show, if you want to go ahead and support us, um, head over to pokedexradio.com slash donate. You can just donate a couple of dollars uh, through PayPal there uh, if you really feel that we deserve it um, just to help us out, pay for a lot of the services that we uh, need to pay for in order to provide the live show and the podcast and the website and everything for you guys. Uh, Or you could even, um, if you don't want to donate money directly, you could always just shop on Amazon. If you do anyways, just head over to pokedexradio.com slash Amazon. It'll take you straight to the Amazon front page. If you'd like to, please go ahead, bookmark that link. Every time you shop on Amazon, just click that link. It'll take you right there uh, to the front page of Amazon and just search whatever, whatever you want to buy on Amazon. It helps us here at Pokedex Radio and anything you buy. If you purchase a lot of stuff online, use the Amazon affiliate link. I know Stephen Colbert was doing that whole let's not use Amazon thing, but please, if you like the show, please um, use that. If you can't, like anybody outside of the U.S. won't be able to use our Amazon affiliate link because I don't have a um, a U.K., Australian, or Canadian version of uh, an Amazon account. So if you're outside of, the, uh, outside of the U.S., please go ahead and just donate a couple of dollars if you could or whatever currency you use, please. Um, so again, that's pokedexradio.com slash Amazon and pokedexradio.com slash donate if you'd like to go ahead and support us. So real quickly, let's get into um, Grim and M's uh, Golden Quest update because he has not been able to uh, post anything recently, but uh, he'll go ahead and he'll tell you himself. And let's uh, go ahead with Grim and M. Hey guys, this is Grim and M. As some of you might know, I write the Golden Quest, which is the Nuzlocke we have on the website. I just wanted to let everybody know that I haven't given up on it. I just, my computer that I used to type with, it decided to blue screen on me, and it's easier for me to use a keyboard to type than with anything else. But I do have a new computer currently being built. It will be done soon. I promise I will try my hardest to get the next episodes released within the next few weeks. I just wanted to give everyone an update. I am working on it. I'm still doing it. Don't worry. And... Like I said, it 
will as soon as I get my computer built, it will be put up and you can all enjoy part three. And trust me, part three is going to be pretty sweet. I found a, I'm not going to spoil it, but I did find a Pokemon that should help me a lot. So anyway, just stick with it. And I promise, like I said, it will be out soon. Thank you all. All right. Thanks, Gruenem. I'm kind of wondering what he found. Because Same here. His last time, I mean, in his last post, I remember he was, because uh, that whole, um, the one that you had seen that was like a draft, uh, the, uh, the grind, um, yeah. nothing was typed in there. So, um, yeah, no, because I was looking at it today, I was like, there's nothing here, so I can't like edit anything or publish it. So the last one I had actually remember publishing, he was only like, where was he? The Ruins of Alf. So I'm wondering what he got. And what it's what is going to help him for the for you know going on the next? Maybe he caught a Geo dude. Maybe he got a shiny. Or a shi- that would be cool. Although that really wouldn't help. What if it was a shiny Geo dude? <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. No, because what what's, what where is he going next? From Ruins of Alf, he's going to Azalea Town, right? Is it called Azalea Town? Yeah, Azalea Town. I don't remember gold and silver enough. No, he's going to. I think it's Azalea Town, then to the Ilex Forest, and then up to. What's her face with a stupid mill tank? Because that's going to be the hardest part right there. So the only God, thing that could really help him is a Geodude or an Onyx. Mm, no. Yes, maybe. We'll see what he gets uh, once he gets his computer built and everything and he does all that good stuff. We'll see what he uh, what he brings to the table. Again, that's Grim and M. He's the guy who writes the Nuzlocke challenges for us here at Pokedex Radio. They're very entertaining. Go ahead and check them out. Um, just uh, up at the top, you'll see like a, a list of links on the website. Just hover over the word blog and you'll see Nuzlocke Challenge there. Um, those are all very cool. There's also a lot of other write, written stuff on Pokedex Radio. There's uh, the competitive builds every single time for the Pokedex Radio, um, for the Pokemon of the episode, which um, uh, we do every episode. And then Dre goes ahead and writes up uh, a draft of a uh, competitive build of that Pokemon. I'm always late with publishing those, but they're always very good. I would like to go ahead and maybe build an, uh, build a team off of some of the Pokemon that we're talking about here. Speaking One of, day, that would be awesome. That would really be awesome. Just make a team like basically with like the last six uh, Pokemon of the episode. Ooh, that could be something interesting to do. Dre, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dre. Okay, so um, what was the question of the episode? What are your... Predictions for E3? Predictions. I, I, I typed up half of it and just like stopped. <laughs> I, I typed what are your and just stopped um, for E3. Okay, so what are your predictions? The question of the episode, before we get to the Pokemon of the episode, um, what are your predictions for 2014's E3? Mainly for Nintendo stuff, obviously, because this is where we talk about Nintendo and Pokemon things. You could also throw in some other stuff, you know, if they're going to be making, you know, new whatever thing for the PlayStation four and the Xbox one. It's fine. Um, nobody cares about destiny. Will. um, I do. (laughs) It's probably going to be a good game. I have no idea about it, but, um, so what Craig mentioned this and I didn't, this probably anyone that's, uh, that is planning on getting a Wii U or a, uh, or has a Wii U and gotten Mario Kart eight. If you register Mario Kart eight, you get a free uh, digital Wii U game. And the choices are Pokemon or wow. Pokemon. Sorry. Pikmin 3, Wind Waker HD, um, what were the other two? Oh, uh, Super Mario Brothers U, and 
something else. I remember there was a fourth game. It's like We Party You or Party We You. I don't remember. I know I mentioned it to you. I was talking to you. The only good one out of all of those, I would say, is Wind Waker HD. Yeah, I, that's the one I would choose. Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm going to choose. Shoes. Yeah. Like, um, hang on, let's see. Uh, list of games confirmed at E3 Nintendo are ones in red and pink. Ooh. Hang on. There's uh, something here in the chat. Uh, Disney Planes. Oh, done. Renee, I'm send ready. me the send me what he did because I can't open up uh, the, uh, the the chat unless uh, or else it's going to start like feedbacking into into the recording. That's why so, you mute it. I can't. There you go. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Disney Violetta. Rhythms Breaking news on Pokemon Radio. Done. I'm done with that. Okay, hang on. I need to read this. Okay, so for the Wii U and for the Ooh, 3DS. A Train City Simulator. Okay, this is stupid. What else are we seeing? Disney Planes, Fire Rescue. I have no idea what that is. Disney Violetta. Nope. Harvest Wait, Moon. Scroll sure. Down. Hyrule Warriors, definitely. Another Legend of Zelda game for the Wii U. Done. That's all I need to know. Pokemon Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. We know that. Um, Can I just say, if they announce like a Zelda game, I want either Reggie, My Body is Ready, Fils of Me. Fils of Me. Feels to me, sorry. It's French. Or uh, Miyamoto. I wanted to just announce the new Zelda Wii U game and just drop the mic and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> like that, would, like I would, I would love to see a, um, uh, a what's it called? Um, like, a, like, a, like a short, like trailer for it at least. Even if it's, yeah. even if it's not a, an in-game, you know, deal, because obviously it's not going to be fully developed or anything yet. But if they decide to do something like that, I would just love to see it. And why are there stormtroopers in the back of this? Is that a stormtrooper? Yes, that is a stormtrooper. Oh, it's IGN. That's why. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm like, this is why. Why is the dude wearing all white? And then I realized it's a stormtrooper. Either way, those are the really game. Well, those are the game. Clone trooper. Whatever, man. It, just it's, it's a it's 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 a it's a republic person thing, or public commando. Commando, yeah. Either way, the only games I'm really caring about here, seeing off of this list, um, they're making another Fable game? Whatever. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Hyrule Warriors. Games. It was a good game, but still, there's too many. I think it, Fable Legends is actually just supposed to be like a... Um, a remake? A remastered version of the original, Jeez. if I remember correctly. That might be wrong, though. Okay, so Hyrule Warriors, Legend of Zelda for the Wii U, a new game for the Wii U. Um, obviously, no title yet. Um, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which you already know about. Um apparently a new Sonic game called Sonic Boom. Uh, Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS, which we already know about, and for the Wii U, which we already know about. Um, those are the Nintendo games. There are also other games here as well that are on this IGN article. Um, just quickly running through them. Nothing that I'm... Assassin's Creed is going to be good, I guess. Um, Batman Arkham, Arkham Knight, Arkham Battlefield Knight, yeah. 5, Battlefield Hardline... Um, there's pl- plenty of stuff that I'm excited Call of Duty for. Advanced Warfare with Kevin Spacey. Sorry, I really like Kevin Spacey. He's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Come on, he's your man crush. No, he's he's such a great actor. Have you seen mm-hmm. American Beauty? He was good in that. He was also good in House of Cards. Either way, we're mm-hmm. talking Pokemon mm-hmm. stuff. Let's he's get into, yeah, let's, let's just go into the Pokemon of the episode. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? All right, the Pokemon of the episode this week is a Pokemon number six hundred and eighty-seven, Malamar. 
Malamar is a uh, very interesting looking Pokemon. Uh, it's classified as the overturning Pokemon. I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to mean, but okay. Uh, it is a dark and psychic type Pokemon. It evolves from Inkei um, as long as it's at least level 30 or above uh, and you have to trade it, um, I believe. So yeah, very interesting. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What the heck? That's not trading. You have to hold it. Okay. You it evolves like training. No, no, no. Hang on. Listen to this. Level thirty while holding the three DS upside down. What? I thought it was training. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense because if you look at the uh model of Inke versus the model of uh the sprite for Malamar, it's an upside down Stop Inke. it. Stop it. Blowing my mind here. I thought I swear to god, I thought it was trading. I'm looking at the three D uh, looking at the little three DS little like uh um, that is such a weird there. way to evolve a Pokemon. I'm not, okay. Continuing, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> Continuing with uh, with Malamar. Um, so that's why it's called the overturning Pokemon. Yeah, I, I knew that was going to like bite me. Like after I said that, I was like, I don't know what that means. Then I read and I keep reading. Whatever. So its abilities are. It has one of three different abilities. Um, two abilities. Uh, regular abilities are either uh, contrary or suction cups. And its hidden ability is Infiltrator. What Contrary does is moves used on the Pokemon that raise or lower the stats. Um, while the moves that lower... Hang on. Moves used on the Pokemon that raise stats actually lower the stats. While moves used that lower stats on your Pokemon will raise the stats instead. So it has the opposite effect, essentially. Um, so anything used That's on awesome. your... Kind of awesome. Yeah, so if you use something like, you know tail whip on your your opponent uses tail whip on inke instead of lowering its defense it will raise its defense kind of cool there or uh, growl which lowers attack attack yeah um, wow that's actually really cool very very interesting there um it's um second ability that it could have is suction cups which negates moves that force switching out so stuff like roar and whirlwind things like that um, it's hidden ability infiltrator. Uh, the protections and stat boosts caused by the moves substitute reflect light screen and safeguard by the opponent are ignored. I believe this was an ability of one of the other recent Pokemon of the episodes, which pretty much bypasses any um, anything in front of it. Or in- Either Golurk or whoever was before Golurk, I think. I think it was before Golurk. Um, and the same abilities for Inke as well. Uh, contrary suction cups and infiltrator. Um, as far as I want to read the Pokedex entries, because uh, are they interesting? Like, well, one of them I like. Uh, well, the the X entry is it for, wields for the most for compelling. Who? Oh, um, Malamar. Oh, okay. Um, X Pokedex entry is it wields the most compelling hypnotic powers of any Pokemon and forces others to do whatever it wants. Creepy. Now, the one I like is the Y one. It lures its prey close with hypnotic motions, then wraps its tentacles around it before finishing off finishing it off with digestive fluids. Ew. Can I just say these two are really creepy Pokemon, yeah, Inke and Malamar? Okay, look, I'm gonna go ahead. And I'll read. I'll read Inke's um, uh, Pokedex entries for X. It's uh, opponents who stare at the flashing light. Uh, 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 hang on, let me just read this again. Opponents who stare at the flashing of the light emitting spots on its body become dazed and lose their will to fight. And its X Pokedex entry. I'm sorry, its Y Pokedex entry is. It flashes the light emitting emitting spots on its body, which drains its opponent's will to fight. It takes the opportunity to scuttle away to, and hide. What is with a lot of the more recent Pokemon that are just like really, I guess, evil or kind of um, 
creepy <laughs> abilities or creepy Pokedex entries. Like it drains your opponent's ability, or your opponent's will to fight. Like, no, I, I'm just not going to do it anymore because it looks so scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a very interesting way to uh, to evolve the Pokemon at level 30 with your 3DS upside down. Kind of gimmicky, but I get it. So they're going to have to, from now on, keep the gyroscope in whatever handheld device that they have. Much I don't see them taking that out. I don't either. Started. Yeah. But still, interesting, cool stuff. Uh, and you, you can, can only get them as... Well, you have to evolve NK. And NK is only is found in Route 8... And Azure Bay mm-hmm. in X and Y, and also in the Friend Safari, a water one. I'm assuming. Maybe it's like no, no. Uh, it's going to be either dark or psychic. I thought they were water. Dark but then, psychic. yeah, dark or psychic. There yeah. we go. Yeah, because you can find them near the water. Because no, where do you find them? You find them near the coast. I think it's in the coastal Kalos Pokedex. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably thinking oh, water because I thought it was water as well. Uh, you actually find it once you come out of that Zubat Cave thing. You find Inke around there. That's where I found mine. That's how I was able to evolve my Pancham. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of different ways to evolve Pokemon in the sixth generation, which I really enjoy. Um, obviously, they're not going to be having anything new uh, with the, the remakes of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but the seventh generation. Know. No, they're, they're not going to change any of the evolution schemes from any previous Pokemon. Know. They haven't done they it since. They could add new evolution schemes, and uh, they could add new evolutions. And then, uh, when you cover your eyes and put it to level 30, and your Pokemon's going to evolve in a completely dark room, yeah. Well, it's not going to know that you're covering your eyes if you're in a dark room because of the camera, whatever. So, (laughs) uh, Malamar is, um, surprisingly tall. Uh, I'm because it's obviously more like a, um, a squid type Pokemon. Um, Malamar is four foot 11 or 1.5 meters and weighs 103.6 pounds or 47 kilograms. Um, very creepy type Pokemon. Let's see here. It's base stats, HP 86, attack 92, defense 88, special attack 68, special defense 75, and a speed of 73. Not exactly the best Pokemon all around, but I'm sure Dre will come up with something interesting about this Pokemon. Now, just looking at its, um, um, uh, let's see here. That Pokemon appeared X and Y. I have to read what, what Dre just uh, put over here. That Pokemon appeared in Pokemon X and Y, a conspiracy to conquer. Oh, the, uh, an episode. Sorry. Um, ah. So it learns a couple of interesting moves. Uh, it learns a lot of fighting moves, surprisingly. Um, uh, ones that can be taught with a move tutor, superpower, and reversal. Um, or superpower at level 48 as well. Uh, it learns a couple of psychic and dark moves. It learns the flying move pluck, which... Um, would make sense knowing that it's uh, more like a squid type Pokemon. So it like can grab things with its uh, appendages. Interesting Pokemon either way. That's Pokemon number 800. I'm sorry. 687 Malamar. Very weird Pokemon in the sixth generation. So is there anything else that we had to really uh, go over and discuss this episode, Renee? Um, I think that's really everything. I can't really think there's anything that we missed. I mean, we went over three's coming around, so we're going to be getting much more news. A lot more new stuff about Nintendo. Again, the question of the episode is what are your predictions for E3? Um, 
I would like to see it in the comments on the show notes over at pokedexradio.com slash 84. I'm going to try to get this published as soon as possible. So uh, I don't publish it like during the middle of the week when they've already announced a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, again, that's pokedexradio.com slash 84. Or if I haven't published it yet and you don't see it on the website, um, if you're listening to this live, email me feedback at pokedexradio.com. If you have any questions, concerns, whatever about the show, I missed something, I misread something, whatever. Again, the email address is feedback at pokedexradio.com. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Just uh, uh, either go to pokedexradio.com slash iTunes and subscribe there, or you can subscribe to us on Stitcher or your favorite podcasting podcast application aggregator thing. Um, it's always fun. You can like us on Facebook and even follow us on Twitter at Pokedex Radio or Facebook.com slash Pokedex Radio. Um, let's see what else. If you like to, if you want to go ahead and support us, don't, uh, you can always throw a few dollars into the uh, the PayPal account there uh, over at PokedexRadio.com slash donate. Or you could always just uh, use your normal every couple of day purchases on Amazon to help support us as well over at PokedexRadio.com slash Amazon. Again, that'll just take you right to the front page of Amazon, and you can just purchase whatever there, and it'll help uh, support the uh, the podcast as well. Any other last words, Renee, while I look for the music here? Uh, give us a thumbs up if you enjoy the show on Stitcher. Give us a nice review on the other one. I- iTunes, there we go. <laughs> iTunes, yeah. Rating, review on iTunes. Um, five star would always be much appreciated. A nice, good, positive review. Always love, love uh, reading those there. So um, that is pretty much it for the uh, Pokedex Radio podcast today, trainers. Uh, my name is Austin, and that is Renee letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next week. podcast is a flashlight studios production copyright 2014 flashlight studios for more information you can visit us at flashlight-studios.com or for the pokedex radio at pokedexradio.com and thank you for listening